0: Don't attempt to understand the modern poem, listen to it. This is Interesting People Reading Poetry. And it should be heard. A show where artists and luminaries read a favorite poem and share what it means to them. <laughs> I'm Brendan Starmer.
1: In other words, if it ain't a pleasure,
0: it ain't a poem. In this episode, Tish Harrison Warren reads Possible Answers to Prayer by Scott Cairns. Warren is an Anglican priest and the author of two award-winning books, Liturgy of the Ordinary and Prayer in the Night. She also writes a weekly newsletter for the New York Times on faith in private life and public discourse. Scott Cairns is an American poet born in 1954. Much of his work explores spiritual themes and is influenced by his Eastern Orthodox faith.
1: My name is Tish Harrison Warren. I am an Anglican priest and I'm a writer. I'm the author of several different books and I write a weekly newsletter for the New York Times on faith in public discourse and private life. Possible Answers to Prayer by Scott Cairns. Your petitions, though they continue to bear just the one signature, have been duly recorded. Your anxieties, despite their constant, relatively narrow scope, and inadvertent entertainment value, nonetheless serve to bring your person vividly to mind. Your repentance, all but obscured beneath a burgeoning yellow fog of a frankly more conspicuous resentment, is sufficient. Your intermittent concern for the sick, the suffering, the needy poor is sometimes recognizable to me, if not to them. Your angers, your zeal, your lip smackingly righteous indignation towards the many. Whose habits and sympathies offend you these must burn away before you'll apprehend how near I am with what fervor I adore precisely these the several who rouse your passions I'm a huge fan of poetry and I read a lot of poetry. In fact, choosing one poem for this was kind of torture because there's so many good ones in it and there's so many poems throughout time that mean so much to me. And the type of poetry I like is usually kind of lyrical and a lot of like nature poetry and about the natural world and about little moments and time. So in ways, this poem is actually kind of different than other poems I'm drawn to because it's kind of straightforward. It's, I mean, it's an imagined dialogue. It's an imagined response from God to prayer. Um, but I picked it for a couple reasons. I mean, first of all, it has a ton to do with my own work. My last book was on prayer. So I thought a lot about this poem as I was writing that. And then also because I think it's kind of funny. I mean, he does such a good job of it's um, like this. It's kind of it's the sacred subject of prayer. But there's these moments where our anxieties for their narrow scope, which is I totally identify with, and their inadvertent entertainment value. I I just think that's hilarious. The notion of God sort of being like. I mean, kind of thinking our prayers are funny in the same way that like when I hear my three-year-old talking and he just says funny things without even knowing that he's saying funny things. And I think it's, it's probably very, it's like similar. And the, your repentance all but obscured beneath a burgeoning yellow fog of frankly more conspicuous resentment. I mean, not only is that just like deliciously worded, it's such good, thoughtful writing, but it's, so relatable. I mean, it, it's funny, because it's so true. And because it's so human. It's such a, a notion that like, uh, any person can kind of um, just immediately resonate with, which is what drew me to Cairns is writing. It's, it's just it, it's really honest. And it's really human. And it's super relatable. Your anxieties, despite their constant, relatively narrow scope and inadvertent entertainment value, nonetheless serve to bring your person vividly to mind. Your repentance, all but obscured beneath a burgeoning yellow fog of frankly more conspicuous resentment, is sufficient. The thing that I love is that um, it's so clear that God's not impressed here. That It's just, it, it so acknowledges like the half-heartedness of all of our prayers that they're full of anxieties, right? Like we, I think all of us are kind of neurotic people. And so it names that. It names how our repentance is like kind of always mixed with resentment, with selfishness, that even like our attempts at whatever you want to call it, at piety or at opening ourselves up to the presence of God or at noticing God, which we can feel so kind of self-righteous about, even those attempts are all mixed together with apathy and resentment and um, doubt and despair and and self-righteousness and self-worship, which this poem constantly sort of talks about. And it names that the concern for the sick and the suffering are intermittent. And I love that it says that it's recognizable to me, which is God speaking, if not to them, which is just, I mean, it's another kind of moment of humor of I understand that you care about these people even if they don't understand that you care about them because you're not actually showing them that you care about them very much. So God isn't impressed, but God is also, in this poem, not condemnatory. He sort of recognizes all of that and yet responds so gently, so kindly, that even though our anxieties are narrow in scope, meaning, you know, focus basically on ourselves and our own lives and the people we are closest to. And even though they're sort of ridiculous, that nevertheless, it brings us vividly to mind. I I love that idea that we might be brought vividly to the mind of God. And so there's this, the poem's ultimately about grace. It's about the fact that what we bring isn't that impressive, but we're still deeply loved, and so it's accepted and acceptable. And then this twist at the end that that same grace that we receive is extended to the people that we don't really want it to be extended to, to the people that drive us nuts, or that we think are wrong, or that are on the other side of the political spectrum from us. So It's this gentle poem about grace with this twist at the end that's kind of challenging about how it reorients us. How does our interaction with other people change if God also cares about, and actually this poem says even that he adores, those who rouse our passions. And rouse our passions there is such a, I mean, that's like even a medieval term for the passions or like your anger, your frustration, your bitterness, your hatred. Um, And so it's saying like basically those that we get angry at, the people that we can't stand or that we consider haters or that we consider kind of the worst, that God also extends grace to them. And so this poem is challenging and it kind of teaches me something without being super didactic because it's funny enough and it's gentle enough that it sort of invites you in to this surprising twist. Possible Answers to Prayer by Scott Cairns Your petitions though they continue to bear just the one signature, have been duly recorded. Your anxieties, despite their constant, relatively narrow scope and inadvertent entertainment value, nonetheless serve to bring your person vividly to mind. Your repentance, all but obscured beneath a burgeoning yellow fog of frankly more conspicuous resentment, is sufficient. Your intermittent concern for the sick, the suffering, the needy poor, is sometimes recognizable to me, if not to them. Your angers, your zeal, your lips smackingly righteous indignation toward the many whose habits and sympathies offend you, these must burn away before you'll apprehend how near I am. With what fervor I adore precisely these, the several who rouse your passions.
0: Possible Answers to Prayer by Scott Cairns appears in Slow Pilgrim, published by Paraclete Press. Find a link to the book and a link to Tish Harrison Warren's recent book, Prayer in the Night, at interestingpeoplereadingpoetry.com. Interesting People Reading Poetry is an independent podcast created by me and my brother, Andy Sturmer, who composes all of our music. If you like the show, help us out by subscribing on Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, and leaving a review. We feature one short listener poem at the end of every episode. To submit, call the Haiku Hotline at 612-440-0643 and read your poem after the beep. For the occasional prompt, follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, at Haiku Hotline. Thanks so much for listening.
1: Hey, this is Mark. I'm calling from the mushroom capital of the world. Here's a short hike to wrote. Uh, sweet pink petal juice, a wave of quiet heaven, violent escape. Thank you, guys. Love the show.